I'm Isabel Kalili, and I manage podcasts for KEXP. I'd like your help shaping our plans for podcasting in 2021 and beyond. We're conducting a survey, and we want to hear from you. It will take just five to ten minutes of your time. We'll ask which of our podcasts you're enjoying and why, what could be improved, and what you'd like to hear from new KEXP podcasts in the future. Find out more and take our podcast survey today at kexp.org survey. This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I am Emily Fox. And as we wrap up Women's History Month, I chatted with KEXP DJ Morgan Chosnick and KEXP DJ and member of the band The Black Tones, Eva Walker. And we broke down the women who were most played on KEXP throughout Women's History Month. So coming in at number three is No Name with her song, Rainforest. These are 10 black commandments, a property loan. Because every blade of grass of earth, we don't act. Actually own. I am the I am, says Sam, am I? The universe bleeds infinity. You got one life. Eva, tell us a little bit more about No Name. Yeah, so No Name, awesome artist, a poet, actually. And Rainforest was her first release of 2021. And, uh... You know, she does what she does best in a lot of her music and on Twitter, which is making a lot of political statements. And with music, it's likely in the form of poetry. And it's honestly, some of the poetry, it's just so deep (laughs) um, that it might fly over some heads a little bit. But like, I mean, she's she's really good at articulating. And um, she's also her flow is super consistent and authentic and super chill with some of the subject matters that she talks about. And um, one of the things I admire in this song is, I mean, again, she's very straightforward. She addresses everything from cokehead billionaires to the poor folks that are riding on buses defending them. And that's actually like sort of a paraphrased version of the line in the song, which is the line of the song is actually... How you make excuses for billionaires you broke on the bus, you know? Um, she kind of, you know, calling people out. She's a very, very outspoken artist, and I, I have a lot of respect for her for that. And she's um, she has no problem using her her words <laughs> yeah she's got to defend her views yeah she's i mean when i've i've heard her speak and she's just has so much knowledge about so much stuff and also fun fact has a book club <laughs> that you can <Yeah>. join <laughs> morgan anything that you want to say about no name yeah i was just gonna say do you do you both follow her on twitter because her Twitter is really like the piece de resistance of of how she communicates her thoughts yes. <laughs> and, and feelings with the world. Um, I I love her book club because, gosh, like what a public service that is. If you are willing to accept this help, she is like out there giving it to you if you are willing to accept it. When we're, we're living in a world where so many people are like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? What should I be reading? What should I be considering like there are there are people out there in the world who are trying to provide you with resources to help yourself so i think that's really absolutely admirable that um she provides that service to folks i also love how she's not above anyone either right like yes she is an artist she put out an amazing debut album a couple years ago uh but on her twitter she's just like 
I don't remember how to promote music. I don't feel like an artist. I just feel like a regular person. <laughs> mm. But uh, she's she's just so amazingly eloquent. And um, yeah, Rainforest is just such a phenomenal song. And I, I think um, Eva, building on top of the, the lyrics that you mentioned about basically identifying capitalism in our society and, and white supremacy. And I think the other thing that's really interesting about a lyric that's reiterated in that song is I just want to dance and I, I like rainforest dies, but I just want to dance. And I think that speaks to the fact that um, as humans, we can short circuit really easily when we're bombarded with like too much stuff. And we have been bombarded with far too much stuff for a very, very long time. And, and our default is to, to just go to our safe escapist places, which in that case, in that song is, I just want to dance. Like I, all of this is too much, not to say that I'm not confronting it and I'm not witnessing it, but Oh my God, I just want to dance. <laughs> yeah, that's an, and I'm glad you said that Morgan. That's an age old story. It's an age old tradition. People going through things throughout history. You think of a lot of the black churches who, you know, are able to express any kind of feeling through singing loudly or singing uh, like they'll have songs that go on for, you know, a half hour, 20 minutes, you know, even further back, you know, uh, music and dance and things like that has always been something that at least that I know of on the, you know, the part of the black community that I've experienced has always been a way to escape just the harsh realities. So, yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah. So with that, let's play No Name Song, Rainforest. It's the, the third most played song by a female artist here on KEXP throughout the month of March. How you eliminate all your sadness when you open it up? How you make excuses for billionaires you broke on a bus? Honey niggas around me rolling up and smoking me up. Because, because when rainforest cries, everybody dies in love. I just want to dance tonight. I just want to dance tonight. All right, so coming in at number two, the most played song by a female artist here on KXP in the month of March is Japanese Breakfast with the song Be Sweet. Be sweet to me, baby. I wanna believe in you. I wanna believe in something. So this is a song that will be on Japanese Breakfast's third studio-length album coming out in June, which comes out just a few weeks after Michelle Zahner, who's the front woman of Japanese Breakfast, um, has a memoir coming out. It's called Crying in H Mart. Um, And if you, I don't know, Morgan and Eva, did you ever um, read, she had an article that came out, um, I think in the past year or two, that that the New Yorker published, and it's also called Crying in H Mart, where it's, she's talking about her mother passed away of cancer a few years ago, and her mother's from Korea. And it's basically, you know, Michelle Zahner is processing her mother's death through Korean food, which was like the one thing she and her mother could connect with. I'm actually halfway through reading her memoir, um, and I'm going to interview Michelle Zahner um, next month um, when the when the book comes out about the book. But what I find really interesting about that story in particular is, you know, Michelle grew up in Eugene um, here in the Pacific Northwest with, you know, a Korean mother a white father and her and her mother had a very kind of tumultuous relationship. Like there's this moment in the book where her mom gets mad at her and yells at her and says like, I had an abortion after you because you were such a terrible child. <laughs> like oh, like wow. something like that. It's and not he, something you want your, your mom saying. Yeah, no. I mean, 
just like Yowzes. you know like that kind of relationship where they're just like you know at each other's heads constantly and it's like when her mom passes and Michelle I don't know how old she was I'm guessing like in her 20s you know her mom passes and it's like she's connecting with her mom and the one thing that they could always connect through is Korean food and so that's what a lot of this memoir is about but you know I don't know a ton about the upcoming album and I actually don't know much about Japanese be- breakfast discography up to this point um, so Morgan I mean you want to fill us a, l- a little more uh, in on Japanese breakfast yeah it's interesting Emily because you know, I feel like uh, with your background in in news journalism, you're coming at her story from her memoir, where she's addressing literally all of those things she wrote in her memoir in her last two records. Yeah. <laughs> so she has these audio compendiums to her upcoming memoir, obviously lyrical, and you know you need to sort of dissect what's being said to really make out the stories. Whereas you know you're reading a, a memoir and you're getting full sentences and full background and stories and all of that. But her um, 2014 debut, Psychopomp, is really all of what is happening in Crying in H Mart, and then um, following up to 2017, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, which was really my entry into her work that album is so good but um it's it's another it's another outlet for her to work through her PTSD worries about inheriting genetic diseases insomnia grief all of these things so her you know her last two albums over the past 10 years or so um are really like working through all of that stuff so what i have found out about this new upcoming album jubilee that's coming out on june 4th is it's sort of like a 180 you can only like stew in your in your emotions for so long before you need to celebrate and to let it all go so this first single that's come out from it called be sweet I was the first time I heard it, I was like, holy crap, that is completely different sounding from <laughs> what she normally puts out. I'm like, that is a pop jam. And she is having a good time with it. And I think that's very intentional. Um, she's actually quoted as saying about this new album, for me, a third record should feel bombastic. So I think she's ready to have some fun and release some tension and, and, maybe celebrate life a little bit that's good i think she earned (laughs) i can appreciate that you know you get out you 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 tell your story you get the hard stuff out you process it and then sometimes you know like after you've had a deep conversation with someone and then you're like okay let's go get some ramen you know you're just like all right that felt good to like to let out but i really like that song be sweet that song grooved it was very i like the new wave sound to it um and it's just yeah it's just a total groove i I loved it Coming in at number one, the most played song on KEXP in the month of March is Arlo Parks with her song, Green Eyes.
first of all, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that song is, uh, I want to cuss. That song is fantastic. And we play the crap out of it for good reason. I mean, you know, <laughs> as much as we play things, we play that song a lot, obviously, because it's number one. But um, that song just has such a vibe. That whole record has such a vibe that it's it's so hard to put your finger on. Like, it's very familiar. Like, she she just incorporates all of these different musical elements that you've heard over the years, but she does it so seamlessly and... and so originally and her voice is gorgeous and relaxing it and is. everything she's saying is just straight up poetic truth mm-hmm. and it's yeah. funny when you say the most played artist which we don't play artists that that much back to back was it so, like 10 no it's like 38, <laughs> oh, 38 <laughs> for an entire month but i remember when when i first heard about arlo parks which i think was last summer because she only had a few singles out i mean she just released her first full-length album and i remember going out i actually went paddle boarding and just like listened to as much of her music that was out already and just her lyrics too like i just feel like she's one i feel like i've never heard a love story in which she tells love stories. Like, she's talking about falling in love with, like, her high school best friend, you know, and, like, her parents finding yeah. out and judging her or feeling like she can't hold hands with her best friend or, you know, her best friend dating a, a boy and, like, being upset about it. It's like, you know, this, like, same-sex love stories I've never heard told in such a beautiful yeah. way. Like, one, never heard that in a song before, or maybe I missed it, but two, in just such a beautiful way, too. Yeah, again, this song, great groove. And yeah, I I love the topic of it being sort of, it's a forbidden love story, really, you know? And I love that about that. And just super chill, but also, I, I mean, this song I kind of like had to keep repeating uh, and listening to, but it reminded me of high school, which I had a crush on a girl in high school, and I felt like I was the person in this song that Arlo was singing about. I was like, oh my God, I wanted so bad to just like, say hi i like you and i want to hold your hand in public but it was just like it was just terrifying so it brought me back and that and listening to it i was like oh my god this is like 16 year old eva (laughs) yeah i love that i think what um is very striking about arlo parks's lyrics is how upfront she is with the subject matter like you know, historically, you hear lyrics and up front, you don't necessarily know what they're talking about. And then you'll hear a story. Oh, I heard that, you know, I heard that lyric means they were gay. You know, you hear that over time. But Arlo is not shy about that. And I think that's part of the culture shift that's happening. That I'm so happy about, you know, she straight up says, I wish your parents had been kinder to you. They hate what you were out of habit. And my dad says he felt like he lost me. Like, and straight up says, like, you know, we were we were kissing and they caught us and you're a girl and I'm a girl. And it's so it's like it's not even beating around the bush anymore, which is, I think, so extraordinary. And I think that's why it resonates so much with people.
just I mean the overall I guess like lyrical content or messages that are being told among the women that we're playing here on KEXP yeah that's a that's a very great thing to think about because I think um, over the last few years maybe the last five years I feel like the lyrics that are coming from women in their records are more honest than ever, more transparent and straightforward than I've ever heard them before, the least veiled. And I think the criticism that's coming from music critics or fans from those lyrics are becoming less harsh too. So we were just talking about Arlo Parks, about how straightforward she makes the situation and it's not veiled and you don't have to try and untangle it and figure out what she means. She straight up says it. That's the same with Japanese breakfast to what we were talking about. She's processing her PTSD and her all of all of these things straightforward in her lyrics. Same with no name. Like just straight yeah. up calling out capitalism is is destroying this country and it's bad for people's health. <laughs> like stop protecting that system. Stop protecting white supremacy. That's hurting a lot of people. The fact that um, there are so many women who are straight up saying those unveiled thoughts and are are able to do that without hitting walls that ruin their careers on purpose like it used to happen more often i'm sure obviously it still happens but um i less often are women being silenced via their music because just what we were saying like uh being able to produce your own music and release it independently is a huge thing and then also the the general culture shift that's happening i think in the in the arts community which is great to see but, you know, I'm looking at this whole list of, of everything that was played on KEXP through the month of March, and I'm looking at the top 10 artists, all but one. They're all women, except for Madlib. Madlib is number two. <laughs> but they're all women and all, except for dry cleaning, which came in at number nine, are all women of color, which, as we reflect kind of like on International Women's Month and and the artists that were playing on KEXP. I mean, what do you just think that says about, I don't know, women in the music industry right now? Um, I mean, that's that's wonderful, first off. But women of color are demanding their voices to be heard and they're making some really great music. And they're demanding the platform, demanding the stage while also lifting up other POC female artists and musicians. And for someone like myself... You know, I've always found it more inspiring to have a diverse lineup because, I mean, just a handful of years ago when someone would tell me something was all female and before I got excited, I'm like, well, wait, is it all white females? And then it's like, yeah, it, there it is. And there's like one brown person in there. And for me, like that wasn't very inspiring. I'm like, you know, I'd rather it be men and women, but all cultures are involved or even if it was all men, all cultures are involved. I was like, but it's not inspiring for me if none of the women look like me, not even half of the women look like me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So no, this is very, this is great. And I, and I'm glad that they're, that people are listening and hearing their stories because they're stories that weren't 
being heard or told even just a handful of years ago. Yeah. Well, Morgan and Eva, thank you so much for joining me here on Sound and Vision to talk about the top played women artists here on KEXP during International Women's Month. Love it, love it. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.